During the morning, Daf Mem Hey, that's seven lines down. We said in the Mishnah two shittas of how many of the Sanhedrin from Yerushalayim have to come to the Medida. We said Behuda said that you're going to have five, and Rabbi Shimon said you have to have three based on Pesukim. Says the Gemara Masnis and the Lake of Elizabeth Yaakov. There's a third sheet here of Elizabeth Yaakov. The Sanya Brisa. Elizabeth Yaakov, I mer, he dashes the Pasuk as follows. Zekenecha, Zu Sanhedrin. Doesn't say how many. Shoftecha, Zemelech, Vekoyin Godol. That's referring to not members of Sanhedrin, but rather the king and the Kohen Godol. Assuming there is a king, and the Kohen Godol have to come out to do the Medida. Melech, how do you know Melech is referred to as Shefet? They say Melech be Mishpat Ya'amoid Oretz. That's a Pesach in Mishlei. So the Melech is associated with Mishpat and Shefet. And Kohen Godol, the Pesach says, Ubasa ala Kohen malavim ve'ala Shefet. So we have a Hekish between a Kohen and a Shefet. Sometimes, apparently, in this Pesach, when it says Shefet, we're actually referring to Shefetecha, plural, so it's the Melech and the Kohen Godel. Oh, so that's clearly not our Mishnah. Our Mishnah did not say anything but a Melech and a Kohen Godel. Now says more second shayad of Lezben Yaakov. By the way, Lezben Yaakov, the Melech and Kohen Godel do pligi? Does he only argue that he holds that you need to have members of Sanhedrin, plus you need to have the Melech and Kohen Godel, which our Tana did not say anything. Although for Sanhedrin, in terms of the numbers of the members of Sanhedrin, Either he holds five or three, but he also agrees that members of Sanhedrin is either three or five. He's just adding on besides the three or five, you also need the Melech and the Kohen Go. Is that his Svara? Maybe he also has a third sheet in terms of the numbers of the members of the Sanhedrin at the Ika Kula Sanhedrin. Maybe he holds, you need to have the whole Sanhedrin because when he said his Joshua, he said, Zekenecha Zusan Hedrin. He didn't say how many people. So maybe it actually he is a third shita in terms of the number of members of Sanhedrin, Bichlal, that he did them all. So, Yasef, so comes Rabbi Yasef to say, Pshat Toshma. Pasik says, as follows. Pasik says, Matzen Zokin Mamri Abe Pagi. So we have a law called Zokin Mamri. So if Bezdin, the Sanhedrin specifically, Paskin Zahalacha, and one of the members of the Sanhedrin or somebody else argues, in this case, on the Sanhedrin, he becomes what's called the Zakim Mamre, he gets punished. So what happens if Matzen Zakim Mamre Abe Pagi, he finds the members of Sanhedrin outside Yerushalayim. Abe Pagi was the, apparently the first town, first area, right outside Yerushalayim. So the Bezdin is not, as members of the Sanhedrin are not in their regular place in this Kishagosis. Vimra Lein, so when Rashi explains, he asks them a Shiloh there when they're in base Pagi. They answer him. Then he goes back home and he paskins against what they told him. So he can argue on them back home. But the Nakuda is the Psak Halacha that he's arguing on is not a Psak Halacha that was said in the Lishka Sagosis. It was a Psak Halacha that they said in their context of the Sanhedrin by base Pagi. So says the Gemara, the Bryce says, you would think that's called a Zakin Mamre. The only time a person could be a Zakin Mamre is if he argues on a Psak that was given by Sanhedrin when they were Arbemakim in the Lishka Sagosis. If they Paskin outside, no. Now, what are we talking about over here? The Nafikama. First of all, how many members of Sanhedrin were outside by base Pagi that he asked the Shailu to and they Paskin for him? It was just a few members of them that were out there. So he can't be called a Zakin Mamre. If, if 40 members of the Senate, or let's say 25 members of Sanhedrin Paskin something, and the rest of them we don't know what they Paskin, somebody who argues is not a Zakin Mamre because maybe the other members of Sanhedrin would agree with him. It's only when you have a full Psak in Bezni. It doesn't have to be 
unanimous, because once you have a roiv, it becomes ke'ilu unanimous. But you have to at least have a psak from all of them. So if it's just some of them, it doesn't help. Okay. It must be all the 71 members of Sanhedrin by Beis Pagi. Now, Lamai, why did they all go out to Beis Pagi? They went out to, for a tiyul, it was a yom gibush, it was a, you know, a, a fun day in Sanhedrin. You must see nafki, they're not allowed to leave. They're not allowed to leave in Sanhedrin. During the time, right, the, the way the Ramah explains this apparently, during the days and the time that they're supposed to be sitting in the Sanhedrin, that's a, a full-time job. They're not allowed to leave at all. Vokshiv, the Pasik says in Shirashim, Sarech Agan Hasar, and over there we're talking about Agan Hasar is a half moon. That's a remez to Sanhedrin, which used to sit in a half moon kind of setup, like a half circle. Al Yechzer HaMoseg, they're not allowed to be missing Moseg. Rashi says Moseg is when you dilute wine, you normally dilute it two parts water, one part wine. And therefore here also, Al Yechzer HaMoseg, you're not allowed to have less than a third of the members of Sanhedrin have to be available in Sanhedrin always. If someone needs to leave Sanhedrin for a temporary reason, personal reasons, whatever, so if he, at least a third of the Bezdin is left, which we say is the, the, the next small size, the 23-member Bezdin, then he can leave him lav, and he yaitza. So it can't be that the entire Sanhedrin of 71 people went out to base Pagi just to relax. That's impossible. And therefore... What is the Havamina of a case where someone was a Zuckin Mamre against Bezdin and Base Pagi? We have to teach you that's not called the Zuckin Mamre. There's no such thing as a Bezdin and Base Pagi. Why were they going out there? El Must be that they left Base Pagi, they left the, the Lishkas Agozis to go out to Base Pagi as part of their job as Sanhedrin. And that now the world is making a Kiddush. That if they leave the Sanhedrin, if they leave Lishkas Agozis as part of their job on official duties, then it's not a chesar and b'makom. Then we would say, with Chayri, we would have said, it would have been uh, a din of Zuck and Mamre, because they are in their official capacity and they're all there. Kamash won the Pasuk, HaMakom, that Lamaisa, if you're not in the Lishkas Agozis, even in an official capacity, it's not a Zuck and Mamre. But at least they have a din of Sanhedrin and they're all there. Now why did they go out? For what mitzvah? My love, the Medita Segla. The only thing we can think of is they went out because someone found the body and we had to do this measuring. So you see that there's a shita that holds that you have to, have the entire Sanhedrin has to go out. And Lechari, that shita would only be able to have So Lechari, have a, it says of Yosef, I have a riot from this b'risa, that there is a shita that says all members of Sanhedrin can go on official business outside the Beis HaMikdash, and, and therefore must be, it's like a Lezben Yaakov, that they're going out to measure. There's other official reasons that they would have had to, to leave all the members of the Sanhedrin to go out. The Allah is if you want to add on to Yushalayim, they want to be Mekadesh, parts of Yushalayim adding on, then they're allowed to do that. But you need all the members of the Sanhedrin there. Because it's not. You have to have the whole Bezin there. And therefore, maybe the reason that the Zuck and Mamre was talking to them outside Yushalayim was not. For Eglarufan purposes, maybe it was because they went outside to Mekadesh, new areas out to add them on to like the municipality of Yerushalayim. But Lamaisa, that was Abayah's response to Yerushalayim. But Lamaisa, we have a Bryce like Revesa. Tani Kiyosu de Revesa. It says, Matzana Beis Pagi, Vehimran Alein, Kigran Shiyotzala, Medita Zagolo, Eglo, Oilo Haisev Leirazars. The Bryce is Beferish. Why were the, all the members of Sanhedrin going outside Yerushalayim? For one of two reasons. Abayah is right, but there's also another reason. They could be they went out to add on to the, to the, 
size of Yerushalayim, or it could be they went out to measure Eglar Rufa. And therefore, if he argues on a psak that they said there, Yachotem, Rasa, Amara, Tamalever, Kaptolisa, Balavacha, Wakum, Garam, Zakam, Rami, Zadin, in Lishkas, Nagosas, even if they went out for legitimate reasons. But Lamaisa, we definitely see there is a Tana who clearly says that Bezdin could sometimes go out of Yerushalayim specifically to measure Egla Rufa, and therefore the Chayra, that sheet is of Lezim and Yaakov, and therefore when Lezim and Yaakov said his halach, he was actually arguing on two points on Atana. A, he holds, it's not three or five members of the Sanhedrin, it's the entire Sanhedrin, and B, he holds besides the entire Sanhedrin, you also need the Melech and the Kohen God. We said in the Mishnah, Nimtza Taman Begala Tolabila, if it was not on the ground, or if it was hanging on a tree, if it was covered over, it wasn't exposed on the Adama, then it's not going to be a din of Egla Rufa. Because it says in the Pasuk, Ba'adama, it says, it says in the Pasuk, Ba'adama, and that's what we dash it. It says, Kimotse Chol Ba'adama, Noitse Chol Rishta, Noifel Basodan. It says, Nimor Lemas Nisan, Behudi Valeria Bonan. This question about if you find something covered over in a field, is that considered being on the field, or is that considered being not on the field? We have another halacha, which this is nogea, which is the halacha of shichichot. So the halacha is, if you're harvesting your field, and you pile up, and you go collect everything, and you forget some stuff out there, stuff that's already been cut down at least, and you forget to bring it in, once you go into the house, it's called shichichot, and you have to leave it for the aniyam. Okay, so it says, So what's in the field? So Tanakama says, If it's covered over, that's not basoda. If it's covered over, it's basoda. Rashi says, Pashat means exposed on the field. If it's covered over, that's not called shikha, because it's not basoda. Chamarim is basada le rabbis is a taman. Chamar say fakur the opposite. Basada means anything in the field, even if it's covered over. Lamai says in the field. So we have machlekes here. Behud and the rabbanan. How do you dash the word basada? Behud says basada means exposed on the field for shechacha, and the rabbanan say basada means anywhere in the field counts as shechacha. So the chayra they'd have the same machlekes over here. By by Beglarufa. When the Pasik says Kimatsikhal Ba Adama, does Ba Adama mean exposed on the Adama? Or does Ba Adama mean anywhere in the ground? So Lakhira, according to the Arbanan, just like Shikha means anywhere in the field, Ba Adama means anywhere in the ground, even if it was covered over. Where whereas uh, the Mishnah, which says that Tumud is excluded, that sheet is Rabbi Yehuda, who says just like Basada excludes things which are covered over from Shechacha, so it also exclude a dead body that was covered over from the din of Eglarufa. So the Chayr is the same Achleikis. Amarav Lavdafka, Afiyotem Rabbonin, even the Rabbonin who say that by Shechacha it is considered Shechacha if it's in the field, but over here by by the case of Eglarufa, they would agree that a covered over body is not in the din of Eglarufa. Why? Each pasuk you have to take in context, meaning, it says, our parasha starts off if you find a dead body. If you just stop there, it would be the Mishka, wherever you find it, on the field, under the field, covered over in a tree, but would make no difference, any dead body. That would be the standard shot in the pasuk. Then when it says, Ba'adoma, it's coming to exclude something that you would have known. So it's clearly coming to exclude Tumut. Over there, the Adama in context clearly means not anywhere in the field, but anywhere exposed on the field. If that's why the Rabbanan would agree to be here to Ramesh, the Adama means exposed. But Vahasam by Shechat, Minyana the Quran, that contest. When you cut down the sheaves and then you forget one. That the forgetting is like the harvesting. 
When you cut it down, it's it's exposed. You don't cut down things that are covered over. So Pashib Shat, you would say that the context of the Pasuk there, if I didn't know anything otherwise, I would have thought that Shekha is Dafka only when it is Begali. And therefore, So the word is Lav Dafka, inclusive or exclusive. Depends what the, what the Hanacha is. If the Hanacha is, if the standard Halacha would have been inclusive, then the second word is exclusive. If the standard halacha is exclusive, then this word is inclusive. Very good. So Rabbanu could agree to our halacha that a mace that's tomun is not in the parsha of Eglarufa, even though shikha that is tomun is in the parsha of shikha. So if that's the case, the Yehuda nami typically means shikha to be the kotzer. So why does the Yehuda have to darshim? But v'shechach to basade prat tomun. We already said that the hanocha over there is it has to be dumi the kotzer, and kotzer means exposed. So if I didn't know otherwise, I would just assume that shikha has to be only things which are exposed and available. So why does the Yehuda have to darshim another pasuk? What does he do with the actual word basada according to him? That if you forget to cut something down, that is also called shikha. Rashi says we dash in two double words. and Whether it's cut down and piled up or it's not even cut down yet, it's also shikha. How do they know that? Okay? And therefore, if you forget. And not just forget the piles, but you forget the cutting down as well. What happens if you pile up stuff in your field, and if you would have forgot it there, it would be shekha, and then a wind comes and blows it into your neighbor's field. So it blows it into your neighbor's field, which we'll talk more about in a minute. So now when you're going through your field, you don't see it. You see it over there in your neighbor's field, you think it's his, so you don't go get it. Is that called shikha? Says Behuda, that's not called shikha. And that's what we learn from that extra pasuk. For Abara, maybe Sada Besadcha. It doesn't say Besada. Besada, it says Besadcha. Mashma, your field. Behuda Besadcha, Besada Besadcha, Le Mashma, he doesn't dash in that extra drasha. So everybody agrees that shikha in someone else's field is not called shikha. Everybody agrees to that. The question is, how do we dash in that? And everybody is agreeing over here that the standard Hanacha would have been. That that shikha is only things which are exposed. The rabbanon have a special drasha to teach me basada that it's also going to be things which are not that things which are not exposed are also going to be a din of shikha. But the Buddha argues on that. So we just said if the shikha blows into your friend's field and you forget it there, it doesn't count as shikha. What if it's in your field? But it's blown. Now, what does it mean blown over here? So blown over here doesn't mean it moved. Blown over here means it's not sitting on the ground. So the wind picked up the sheaves that he already had cut down and picked them up and, and la- they landed on a table. They landed on a truck. They landed on a rock. So they're not sitting directly on the ground. That's called basada. It's just in the airspace of the, gra- gra- the ground. That counts. Or do you say, it's not on the ground. It's not on the ground. It doesn't have a din shikha and you can go back and take it. From the previous halacha, we can learn it out. He said, He said, if your stuff is in your friend's field, then it's potter. Only the only issue with this is because it's in your friend's field. But if it was in the same way it's in your friend's field, it's in your field, you'd still be have a din shikacha. Lachar uses the word tzafu in both cases, so we're assuming that it means the same. 
that both of them, it's sitting on a rock or sitting on a table or some sort. And therefore, in your friend's field, it's not shechicha, but in your field, it is shechicha. So you see that if it's that avir sada is kisada. So what do you mean? Ulotamech, ulotech sada chaveru tzafu in munachim loy. The Torah, the whole halacha makes no sense. It's if it's in your friend's field, tzafu. Now we've been defining tzafu as meaning sitting on a table or sitting on a rock. But in your friend's field, even if it's sitting on the ground, it's not going to be shikha. Because the whole nakuda is that it's your friend's field that blew over there. And therefore, tzafu over there, lechayra, does not mean where it's sitting. Right? It has to be your field. The truth is, if it's in your friend's field, even if it's on the ground, in your friend's field, it's no din shikha. If I had to come out tzafu, so why is he used the word tzafu, which we said meant sitting on something? Over there it's used as a verb. That it blew from your field to your friend's field. But it could be if it lands in your friend's field on the ground, you're going to be puffed there anyways. Because the last it's not your sudden, it's someone else's sudden. So in terms of your me or Shiloh, if it's in your field but it's not on the ground, that we don't have a, we don't have a a a terrace to that yet. Tashmah, we have another Bryce. You pick up a, a pile of grain to take it to the city of sheep. and you pile them up. So it's not just on the ground, you have a pile of them. And now you forget the whole pile. So some of it is covered over. That's the stuff on the bottom. And some of it is not touching the ground. That's the stuff on top. So there's two reasons why you might not have a din shikhik over here. You have a tomun question. Some of it is covered over. And then you have a tzaf question. Some of it is not sitting on the ground. So so the loch is, we have a machlaikis here. The bottom stuff is shikhik. But the top part is not shikhik because it's not sitting on the ground. The bottom is not shikha either. None of it is shikha. And therefore there is not going to be any din shikha on the bottom. He argues on the Tanakama. So they're only arguing whether the bottom one, if there's a din tomun or not by shikha, which we'll discuss where that comes from in a second. Of a Ba'elian, the part that's not on the ground, that's sitting above the ground, everybody agrees that shikha. Look how you see tzof, even in your own karka, since it's not on the ground, it's not called basada, because it's not sitting on the ground. There's a riot to Rimi Yashayla. So, Mashani Hosam, Chivin the Achsik, Be'izachab. We're talking about a case where you picked it up. And once the, the top stuff that you picked up and you were carrying, then you put it down. Once you pick it up, it's not shikha anymore. Shikha is a one-time thing. Once you pick it up, you start carrying it. That's not called shikha anymore. He says, it's nothing to do with putting it down, not on the ground. Even if you put it down on the ground, once you pick it up, you're going to be able to keep it in. It's not a din shikha. You're right. That was just teaching the Kiddush, a machlaikis, whether the bottom stuff that you never picked up, whether that's called tamun or not. We said because it's above the ground. That's the reason we gave. Just like something that was tzaf and fly away to your friend's field. Here also this is going to be potter. Do we have a raya in a situation where it's going to be sitting on something else? What We don't have a, a, a final psak in his halacha. In a vimiya shayt. Says the Gemara this is an expression Abai uses a few places in Shas. The Benazai was a tremendous Tamchachim, a genius, and he would go to the Shuk in Tveria and say, I'm available for questions, come ask me anything you want in all of Shas. So every once in a while when Abai was feeling particularly Tzalul, particularly clear, he would offer his services as well. Anybody can come ask him any Shaila. 
So someone came and asked the buyer the following question. So getting back to Allah Rufa. Let's say you per- they, they go out in the field and they find two dead bodies. Okay? One on top of the other. So now you have two issues over here. Okay? The bottom body is covered over by the top body. So it's tomu. The top body is not sitting on the ground, so it's tzaf. Just like we said, tzaf al gabimai. So it's not on the ground. So what do you do in this case? So shnei chalolam zel gabizem. Do you measure or how do you measure it? You have four possibilities. You could say, Do we say that the bottom one is covered over? The Nakud is, can I see it? Yes, the reason I can't see it is because another body is on it. But Lamaisa, I can't see the bottom body. So therefore, that bottom body does not count as an Eglarufa. But, But the question of Tzof is, is this one sitting on the ground or not? We have a lacha called, And therefore, the top body, while it's not sitting physically on the ground, it's just a pile of body. And therefore, it's like the top body is on the ground. And therefore, at least the top body, you could count as a din of Eglarufa and measure from that. And that's the one that you would do, not the bottom one. That's one Another side of the shayla is the opposite. Or do you say the bottom body, it's not really covered over, it's just body, and I can see body. Oh, but the top one, that's not a question of chatzitza, it's a question is, is it on the ground? And it's not on the ground. So maybe the top one is potter, from Eglufa, the bottom one is chayv. And therefore we talk to the third possibility is maybe they're both an issue and therefore the top one is not on the ground the bottom one is not exposed or Rashi says you could throw in a fourth possibility that neither one is a chatzitza neither one is an issue and therefore you'd have to measure both of them and one might be an agalufa to one city one might be an agalufa to another city depending if it's exactly in the middle so how do we like the shah? this is what they asked Abai Amalai Abai said no problem Tenisua L'chaira, I can answer at least one part of this shayla. We just said, that when you case, you're picking it up to carry it to the city. You put it down. So, so we already said the top one is not a discussion, that it's not shechel, because we're talking about a case where you picked it up, once you pick it up, you own it. So I can't tell you what the halacha is of the top one. But says Abayah, we can discuss what the halacha is of the bottom shechecha, the chayr would be the same achleik as what it is here with the bottom body. Atachtoin is shechecha, v'alyon ena shechecha. And Mishim Yehuda says, Mishim Mishim and Shneim ena shechecha. So we have a machleik is but the bottom grain of it shechecha. If they shoot tomah, v'alyon if they shoot tzav. So zavru adani tonight, give Yehuda svirilei, damar besadeh prat le tomah. So everybody holds there's an issue called tomah. Everybody holds there's a problem called tomah. That's weird. I mean, the we just said maybe argued on that. But Yehuda holds there's a problem of tomah by uh, the only question is, is this called Tomun? So my machlaikis over here is, is this called Tomun? And then you'd have the same exact machlaikis by Egla Rufa. If you have a body covering another body, is the bottom body considered Tomun or not? So that's a machlaikis. The top one I'm not sure about. The top one, it's not clear from this price, but the bottom one is this machlaikis. So my if everybody holds as an issue of Tomun, it could be this is Tomun. And therefore, also by Egla Rufa, where we said everybody agrees to Tomun, it would be Tomun. But here they're arguing by Shechra, is there a din Tomun at all? That there is no din of Tomun at all. So then why did it say that you piled them up, even if it's just dirt, it would be the same Allah. 
to teach me that would be Tomah. So we don't necessarily have a Raya, uh, and Abai is bringing Lamaisa to Arulacha by Eglarufa when you have these Balas Pala Tapo, and for sure not short. The Bala one maybe have a Raya, but it's a question of Tomah, but Lav Dafka, it could be, we could be Deicha that Raya. Tarabara, the Bryce brings another Alocha. The Pazik says, Kimote Cholo. Cholo means Veloy Chonok. Not someone who's choked. Cholo means a Lashon of killed with a sword. Maybe bullets count as well, possibly, something like that, but not choked. Chalol also like the When you find it, it has to be the person is dead, not alive. If he's alive, even though he dies later, that's not called Eglarufa. Ba'adama, v'lay talmud b'gal, not covered over, that's Allah we said. Noifel, he's lying on the ground, v'lay talmud not hanging. Ba'asada, v'lay tzafal p'neimayim, if he's floating in the water, it doesn't count. In all these cases, he says, even if it's not, even if he's not totally dead, even if he's talmud, if he's floating, there is a din Eglarufa. Belazer argues. What's the issue? Tanya, Amar B'yaisi B'yuda, Amar B'yaisi B'yuda, Amar Leila B'yelazer. They said to Rabbi Lazar, you, you don't seem to argue on Allah of choking. You're only arguing that if it's if it's a choked body, then it's no Dinegal Rufa. You're only arguing on the other ones. What's the difference? L'chor, it's Chol V'lai Chanuk, just like you say Chol means and not choked. So why are you taking some words seriously and some words not? If you're telling me that those other words don't mean seriously, and therefore it could be on water, it could be hanging on the tree, so it could also be choked. It says the word chal multiple times in the parasha, and therefore that nakuda, the Torah is makbaran, that it be a body that was killed by sword or blood, uh, loss of blood, some sort of wound, and not choked. The other ones, and Echanabi Belazar argues that all those halakas we had in the mission. We said we found it near the border, or the then you're going to not bring an Eglarufa. for why? If it's something that's normal and expected, it could be from Goyim, Goyim are murderers, then that is not in the parish of Eglarufa at all, even though we don't know who the murderers, and it could be a Jew, but if there's Goyim around there, it's considered Matsui and it's excluded. Why? At the end of the story, the Ziknei'ir, as we'll see in a second, have to go bring the Aglarufa. If you don't have Ziknei'ir, that city is out of the Parsha. And then we said in the Mishnah, Obviously, if you don't have, if you don't count a city which doesn't have a Bezdin, that means you need to count to a city that does have a Bezdin. Why do you need these two lines of the Mishnah? He's teaching like the Allah of the next Brisa says, You leave it, You would have thought, what if the closest city is a city Sheim Bezdin? So there's no Dinah Glarufa. Forget it. No Glarufa. Everybody goes home. But, could you measure to the next city, Kamash on this Brisa, and that's what the end of the mission is teaching you, is that you do. Whatever the city is that's closest that has a Bezdin, that's the city that's responsible to bring the Eglar Rufa. So even if there's a closer city, but that closer city does not have a Bezdin, it's ignored, and we measure to the next closest city which does have a Bezdin. That's the Chiddush of the last line of the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, What if it's exactly between two cities? Says the Tanakhama, says, you could have two cities bring Agufa. If you're the exact, the exact, we'll see in the Gemara, then you could have both of them bring. And another halacha, everybody agrees to Allah Chayra, Ein Yerushalayim, Mevi'a Eglarufa. If the closest city is Yerushalayim, no Din Eglarufa. Nimtza Reishim HaMakam Echa, V'Gufa Makam, and we'll see why in the Gemara. Nimtza Reishim HaMakam Echa, V'Gufa Makam Echa, let's say the head is chopped off, 
the head is in one spot and the body is in another spot. So But as it says, you bring the head to the body. Are we talking about measuring? What are we talking about? The moral will explain. You don't move the head, you move the body towards the head. From what part of the body do you measure? The body's long, could be you know two meters long, six feet, whatever. How, which part of the body do you measure? From the belly button, the center of the body. From the nose. From the place where it died. Because we consider always the neck, the place where you normally, if you're going to kill someone with a sword, you kill them by hitting them in the neck. Therefore, you measure from the neck. What's this idea of two cities? First of all, it could be it's exact. No, we have Machlechus and Shas. Could something be exact? Two things be exactly the same size? If you hold Efshelet Samsem, then maybe you only bring one egg on the roof, al Tanai. And each city says, if it's mine, it's mine. If it's yours, it's yours. Here we're saying, Efshelet Samsem. Therefore, it could actually be both a Machuyiv and the Kreivav, I feel a Kreivav. Kreivav says, it doesn't have to be just be one city. It can actually be two cities that are Actually, I have to bring a Garufus. You need both those points here to make a really as a shita make sense. Then you shine maybe a Garufa. Damakrava Larishta. It has to be part of the, you're going to be in a place that's Larishta, that you have a Yerusha. For Kasavi, you shine in a Skalkalashrata. We have a Machlaikis. In the Gemara and Yuma, the Gemara Megillah, about whether Yerushalayim was mechalik to the Shvatim, Yehuda ben Yamin, or whether it was actually considered like an international city. So if you hold this an international city, there's no Yerusha there. If there's no Yerusha there, it's not in the parish of Eglaruf. And then you count to the next city, Lechayr. Nimtzer Rashi Bimakov, we said you move the head or you move the body. But Mike Mifikli, what are we, what, like, Gabi, what Allah are we talking? Ilim and Yinim Adida, where you measure from, Kamifikli, but the Tani say for the next line in the Mishnah says, where do you measure from? Clearly, the Rasha about the, whether you move the head or the body is not talking about Medida, because that would be brought afterwards. We have Allah, one of the takanas that Yeshua made when they came in there to Israel, is that if you find the body, you don't know who it is or where it's from, you bury it on the spot where you found it. Now what happens if you find the body severed, the head is severed from the body, which spot do you bury it in? That's what we have Machlaikis. Every Egla Rufa, the Chaira, is a case of a Mes Mitzvah. Right? So you're going to be burying it there. If it, the head is separated from the body, where do you move what to do? What's the Machlaikis? Marsever, just a practical issue. If he had his head chopped off, probably the body just fell where it is. Reisha denied even off, and the head rolled away. So Mustam, the body is where it actually the death happened. So you move the head back to the body. When you chop a head off, it falls down directly. Sometimes the body still has nerves going in it. And the body, can, If someone's running, their head will just fall off and the body might keep going for another couple of feet, meters, whatever. And therefore, that's just a practical question of where is the actual place of death? Was it where the head ended up or is it where the body ended up? So what's the machlekes and where you measure on the body? The main breathing, the main indicator of life is where you breathe from the nose. No, it's not from the nose, it's from the chest. How is the Vlad created inside the mother's womb? Where's the first cells part of? So, 
Is it from the head? Bechirway, the Tanakama says, guzi. Guzi Rashi says is the lotion of the head. So it starts from the head and then it spreads out from here. So this thought holds that the first creation of a vlad of an uber of a fetus starts with the head. Therefore, the head is the main part of the body. And therefore, it's from where you breathe from your nose. No. The body of a baby is created from the center, from Mishlach Shoshe, and then the limbs grow out from the center. And therefore you measure the ichor from the body on the, from the center of the body, the belly. That was only a question of how the goof is created. It's a question of, is it created from the center or created from the top? Everybody agrees that life is from a person breathes. This is all discussion about when we can measure halachic clinical death is when the person stops breathing or brain function. has to do with how, how we learn these sugyas here. I remember from the neck. My time in Lezben Yaakov, Tehsev, the Pasuk says, in, no, in the Yecheskel, talking about a klal over there, that people will die like Rishayim, but it says, Tzavarei, the necks of the Chal Rishayim, so we say that a Chal is something that's indicated by the neck, and therefore you measure from the necks, we have three sheetas from the nose, from the center of the body, the belly area, or from the neck, that's where you would measure for Eglarufa. Okay, we'll stop here.